Welcome to the Art and Fitness Podcast, where we discuss all things fitness, from movement to nutrition to sleep to mindset to living with purpose. This podcast will give you the tools and pieces to become an overall better human being. If you need more, come see us in the gym or online at Art and Fitness. Give us a subscribe, tune in every week, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome back. Hope you're doing well. Welcome to another edition of the Ardent Fitness Podcast uh, with your host, John Bender. Uh, joining me today is Chase Tolleson, uh, enthusiast for nutrition, new enthusiast for working out and all things better in life. Before we get started, today's episode is sponsored by Stephanie O'Mara. Uh, come join Stephanie for a massage. Uh, she'll consult you talk you through a couple of points uh, where she can provide some some relief for you so uh, yeah shout out to Stephanie thanks for sponsoring us today let's get into it so today we're going to be covering a pretty taboo topic in the uh, in the fitness world which is nutrition uh, eating with purpose uh, building a healthier relationship with food where does it start we're going to touch on some cool topics get Chase's opinion on a lot of these and uh, and have some cool back and forth some witty banter, if you would say. Maybe. You might even call it a volley. Hmm, maybe. One would think. So, what does a healthy relationship with exercise and nutrition look like? I mean, that that has a lot of facets to it, right? It does. Um, so, give me some specifics. Let's start digging in. So, some specifics. Um, let me, off the top of my head. For instance, if I'm a new member or if I'm an older member and I have just terrible eating habits, what's a good way that I can break a bad eating habit? Don't try to be perfect all at once. Um, small, sustainable changes. You know, start putting in more veggies. Start eating more protein. Just start eating breakfast. Drink more water throughout the day. And don't penalize yourself if you have one bad day. So many people are looking to be perfect right out of the gate, and it's not sustainable. It's like trying to learn a snatch, a really high-skill Olympic lift out of the gate, and thinking that you're going to be successful. It's not going to be fun, and you're going to wonder why you're bashing your head against the wall. Okay. So drinking water, just some basics. Like, What are, what are some three foundations, and I think you touched on them, water, breakfast, and eating regularly. Is, that, is it that simple? Yes, for I mean, obviously eating regularly is you know, dependent on the individual, but yes, uh, it, it it can be that simple. I like that. That, that makes it a little bit more obtainable because I look at a lot of different recipes online. I look at you know all these fitness gurus just go grab every single ingredient from the grocery store and then throw that into a skillet, make it three times over, and eat that every single day for the rest of your life. You know, it, that to me is a little bit intimidating, but um, I like that. Just just keep it simple. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, obviously, do you want to eat your veggies and, you know, have good stuff in your food? Sure. But um, you you do not need to go. It is almost impossible to go from getting drive through food three to five to ten times a week to buying organic veggies and cooking grass-fed meat every night. Make the small steps, and you'll be able to make the transitions. Okay. So let's say, let's say I'm a really big 
follower of The Rock, and I just see this guy maxing out on a sushi bar, right? Eating three things of pizza. Let's say that I'm pretty good at my nutrition. I'm middle of the road, um, not falling off, but I'm very consistent. Can I award myself a cheat day? Yes. I mean, I, I think I said, like, you, you should. Um, and, and don't. Here's the thing, like, I say yes, but at the when you start looking at it as a cheat day, then it's like your diet is some form of rigid structure that you don't like to follow. Um, so it, it's it's being able to have balance, not necessarily a cheat day or being strict, but the fact that you know that you eat well through most of the week. So if you're going to order Lou Malnati's one night, and so be it. You know, you got to enjoy yourself. Would would we all live healthier and live longer if we didn't eat deep dish pizza? Yeah, probably. But I fucking like this stuff, so I'm going to eat it. <laughs> Shout out to deep dish pizza, my uh, unsponsored sponsor. All right. Um, you know, we're, we're going pretty quick here. I think with nutrition, it's it's such a deep topic to get to, but grassroots level. You can keep it super simple. And I think that's what we're trying to get to our audience today. Um, so, and I went through this, I was working out three to five times a week, right? Just couldn't move the needle. And I knew I was working out to keep that same body shape. So I could just continue eating what I was eating. And I'm eating like Captain Crunch. I'm eating um, mm-hmm. just cafeteria food, cookies, things like that. Cause I transitioned from a job where I'm serving tables, managing a restaurant to an office position. And it, let me tell you, it changes because I quickly started gaining a lot of weight. So what happens if I'm not seeing results on, uh, you know, while I'm working out, shouldn't my workouts take over the nutrition factor? No, uh, you cannot out train a bad diet. And if you are training hard on a bad diet and you are, you are trying you are overreaching and constantly going for that that stress hormone hit that we've talked about before you will end up in a bad place uh it's it's just about set in stone um you can't out train a bad diet if you're working out so you can have ice cream then you should probably be eating really well the other few days of the week your overall calorie expenditure is largely dictated by your resting meta uh metabolic rate as is so the extra four or five or 600 calories you burn in the gym, if you have a BMR of 2,100, yeah, it's a decent chunk, but more often than not, your calories burned are determined by your BMR and your non-exercise activity. Okay. If you add that up, exercise is just a little cherry on top to get things spinning. Okay. Your nutrition will determine body, comp- body composition. Exercise will help to spur that along and dictate where the muscle is. Hmm. So you're saying, you know, it's all plays off of each other you yes. know, why why would i a member come in and just eat what i want outside of the gym you know sleep negatively uh, sleep poorly eat poorly and not see any results and get frustrated time after time you know that that can weigh on somebody's mind the uh the base of the nutrition of the fitness pyramid is nutrition um so if you're not going getting the results you want and you didn't build your base, then we know where it is. Okay. Does that answer that? I think so. Yeah. yeah. And and for myself to take a 
put put yourselves in my shoes when I was looking at my first BMI with the in-body read that you guys had. And uh, Sarah E kind of looked at it and was just like, hey, this is where we're starting. You know, this is what we need to do. And this is your goal to get here. Here's a clear path. What are you doing outside? Because it's not matching up on the inside. You know, you're working out. You're here basically each and every day. But you're not seeing the results. This is how we're going to get there. Right. Right. And it's it's a noble first step to get in the gym. And are we saying that everybody needs to track their calories and and eat certain macros and, and want to take meal prep food to work? No, but there there is a, a middle line you can walk where you know those habits and you know how to live healthy for you. Okay. So something that I've always wondered, body fat. You know, I think it weighs on a lot of people, the word fat in general. That's why I call it non-functional mass. <laughs> What does that mean? It doesn't serve a function. I mean, unless you're down into like the single digits or maybe low double digits for women, it's, I mean, it's, it, it helps regulate hormones and uh, body temperature. But other than that, there's not much that fat does that you want. Okay. Is there such a thing as healthy body fat? Depending on, I know you can factor in age, you can factor in body size. I mean, health isn't necessarily... And I, I should have worded my earlier statement better, but health is not necessarily dictated by body fat percentage. That being said, it is often correlative of body fat percentage. Okay. Um, it, it's very hard to to le- lead a lifestyle where you consistently over time are becoming in better shape and not have your health get better. Okay. Um, you know, if you're doing it quick with crash dieting, then yeah, your health probably won't get better. You know, if you're if you're hitting a wall and bouncing off, and and then hitting a wall and bouncing off over and over again, you might be doing something wrong for your health. You need to seek out a coach that knows how to work with you and make sure that there's a diet that aligns with your lifestyle and your goals. Okay. I'm gonna throw an example out of what I've seen um, as a coach and the question of the day has come up pretty regularly where it's, we're trying to make it pertain to Ardent's vision as a whole. So what are you guys doing to eat post-workout? What are you guys doing to better yourself um, with protein wise? What are you doing to ingest? And you get a lot of mixed answers. You'll get the crowd that goes, I'm eating leafy greens after, you know, I'm eating a protein shake. I'm eating this or, you get the opposite side where I'm eating turducken. I'm going to Taco Bell. <laughs> Shout out to turducken. Shout out turducken. You know, I think it says a lot um, from from the personal standpoint. And everyone has a little bit of hecticness in their day where it's tough for them to eat correctly, where it's tough for them to By all means. put together that diet. Yeah, what are some, some key factors where you could recommend? If you fail to prepare prepare to fail right nice um that i didn't make that up but just saw it on a meme somewhere uh but it's true and so you either know what you're going to do through your day and you have a plan sometimes that plan gets derailed but if you have a plan the days that the plan is able to stay on track it will okay um you start meal prepping you know i'm i mean you told me that story 
somebody actually asked you why you take the time to meal prep. <laughs> it saves time and <laughs> saves money and saves even more money down the road in medical bills when you're meal prepping healthy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The recovery time from what I've seen from when I was eating Captain Crunch and when I was eating lose every day uh, to now where, you know, my income can support whatever I want to eat, which is great. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm going to choose to eat chicken and rice. I'm going to choose to eat those specific meals where it's not that I'm eating for taste. It's that I'm eating for a reason now. I'm eating for my body to perform. Yep. Yeah. And whether your goal is for your body to perform, to reach, you know, a max physical potential or to feel good throughout the day, to be have enough energy to play with your kids when you get home from work, to have enough energy and make it through the work day, to not have to be running to the bathroom 10 times a day during the work day, to not be uncomfortable because you didn't go to the bathroom during the work day. Nutrition is a key factor in it. So if I'm starting a new diet, yep. day one, you know, I, I've talked to you, I've talked to Sarah E, um, whomever, what are some positive outputs that I can use to start to change my body composition? Uh, sleep. Now, if besides going to the obvious answer is sleep, uh, how much and what quality of sleep you get largely dictates the hormones leptin and ghrelin, which are in charge of uh, either making you feel hungry or making you feel full. When you're underslept, your hormones will be basically inverse and stuck there where you will feel hungry and it will be harder and harder to feel full. And studies have shown that you're more apt to in that state reach for junk. So one of the best things people can do is sleep. So that way they can trust their body on whether or not, Hey, if I'm hungry, I should eat. But if you've gotten four or five hours of sleep or seven hours of very broken sleep, you might have a false hunger single. And then we end up with people that say, but I'm starving. Well, but you didn't sleep. <laughs> so sleeping ties into everything. That's crazy. It, it's insane because you hear some of the most, quote unquote, most successful people. Like I never sleep. I never do this. I never do that. I don't know how, because I need to sleep at least 10 hours a day. I feel like those people also, uh, Ronald Reagan. And I cannot, I can't remember. There's a female, celebrity around the same time as him who both of them touted that they only needed like four hours of sleep a night both got alzheimer's wow so and and sleep is certain stages of sleep are proven to help prevent alzheimer's so i mean can they really go off low amounts of sleep or did they just have something that should have been addressed Hmm. it's it's kind of cool to see once you dial everything in how how normally I should say, quote unquote, you can feel on a day-to-day basis once you start putting aside those processed foods, once you start putting aside the things that you've been raised on, like, you know, dairy products. Maybe you are allergic to dairy products and you don't even know, but you've just been poisoning yourself time after time. Mom's mac and cheese was amazing, but I was in the bathroom for half an hour after every time. Yeah. Yeah. I recently just cut out eggs on my daily diet. Dude. Unbelievable. I got my, my, I, that's why I have ground bison in my skillets. Yeah. I'm one of those skillet people he was talking about. <laughs> Shout out skillets. Skillets, secondary <laughs> sponsor today. 
that kind of brings me uh, to another question. Does one diet plan fit all no. to, to everybody? No. Why? One, nothing fits everybody. Okay. Even one size fits all baseball hats don't fit my head. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, no, one diet does not fit everybody. Uh, just because flavor of the week is keto with intermittent fasting or Atkins or Zone or Paleo or Carnivore, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean it's right for you and your goals. Okay. Um, it, start with, like we said from the beginning, before you dive into any strict diet and here's just a few examples keto you take out carbs they're a low satiety uh calorie dense food they don't make you feel that full and you can eat a lot of calories so you take out carbs oh look you're eating less now because you're more full on less food uh paleo you same thing you know keto is more fats and meats but paleo you're filling up on veggies you know so same idea there uh so that's really broad spread what happens for a lot of people are there health benefits depending on the person that could come from any one of these programs sure are there health benefits that are being shown for some people through intermittent fasting yes does that mean that everybody should be intermittent fasting all the time no some some people would rather be eating throughout the day and their gut health stays just fine Lucky guys. Lucky guys. You can eat Chipotle 24-7 and just be okay. But are they? (laughs) Right. Gut microbiome is, and and that's part of why one diet will not work for everyone because everyone's gut microbiome is going to be a little different depending on the environment in which that microbiome was brought up. Okay. Um, That's why eating a Mediterranean diet doesn't necessarily work for everyone if your microbiome isn't gonna mesh with that very well so you're telling me because i eat a hamburger in between two pieces of chicken for my keto diet that i'm doing it wrong uh <laughs> i mean i would use the hamburger between two blocks of cheddar cheese but Ooh, you know, okay yeah, yeah so maybe keto isn't cut out for me then <laughs> maybe i should talk to a professional <laughs> Yep. And, and by all means, I we're we're poking fun, but if keto works for someone, once they've got those base levels and base habits down, if keto or intermittent fasting is that next level for them, sweet. But no, I don't think that anybody should be doing anything like that right out of the gate. Because if at any point in your life you decide, oh, I'm not going to do paleo anymore then you've just thrown away the only healthy lifestyle eating lifestyle that you've known. So if you first just develop base habits, it okay. tends to stick better. Does so that make you, sense? So you have more to gain than from working off of a paleo slash keto diet rather than abandoning that diet as a whole? Yeah, like, I mean, from, I, mean, I was, I, I did the whole paleo thing for a while. Whenever you start, when I go back to like cheat days and not putting labels on things, whenever you start putting a label on it, like I'm doing keto or I'm doing paleo, it becomes this, this accessory, mm-hmm. right? It's something you added onto your lifestyle. It, it isn't your lifestyle. You know? And for any goal to become permanent, there must be an underlying change in identity. So 
if you have not made that change in identity and you're still calling it something that you add onto your lifestyle and it's not a part of you, chances are it's not going to stick. Hmm. And if it's not going to stick, it's better to have just the base, have your identity be ingrained with base level, eat your veggies, chew your food, drink your water, sleep. Yeah. And make sure your poop is right. That's, that's, kind of funny i think you and i've had a couple conversations about that and it's uh maybe not the most pleasant topic to discuss but it's very much a a big part of your life and your functional fitness overall and health yeah i mean it's for anybody listening just uh, you and i have talked about this before um think about when you get a stomach ache you feel mentally bad it's not just the discomfort and other times, when you get stressed, your stomach goes into just complete disarray. And the, the two are connected. And the better, the healthier we can keep our gut, the better. Um, and there, there's a few books on the subject that part of why I'm not a fan of extreme diets is, one, gut microbiome usually needs more. But even more so than gut microbiome, studies have shown that eating to balance your blood sugar is actually more beneficial for the bacteria in your gut than trying to eat and provide it with the bacteria because it needs to have that balanced blood sugar and a good environment for everything to thrive. Okay. So if anybody jumps down on one of these extreme diet trains and they end up eating way too little or eating too little of certain things, then their gut could go to crap. Hmm. Pun intended. <laughs> I see what you did there. So, is there, you know, more than just throwing a pill at gut health? It's more of an entire beginning to end story. It's more of a, can you use those supplements as support in tandem with a healthy diet yes. for better optimal results? By all means. I mean, a lot of a lot of people need a probiotic. A lot of people need, some people need a prebiotic. You know, it's. But not everybody needs a probiotic, you know. Um, so again, it, it comes back to the individual. I mean, nutrition is one thing that should never, ever, ever be templated. Okay. You know? Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the individual. I think you and your coaching staff puts a lot of emphasis on the individual, whether it be an ID, individual design, or just a local CrossFit class that we have. I think that you were very in tune with what somebody's going through, what somebody's been eating, how they've been sleeping. It's it's easy to tell once you've been doing this for a little while, right? Yeah. What do you guys do to the people that have heard, you know, just the the general, hey, I know you guys offer a, a, some kind of nutrition. It's really not for me. I, I know enough about it, but what does a nutrition individual design meal look like? So just program overall. Who, I mean, who is the individual? Yeah, so that that's just it, is what it looks like is sitting down and getting to know someone and getting to know their daily habits and their schedule and their lifestyle and what other kind of stressors they have on their plate. Whether they are active throughout the day or if they have a sedentary desk job, um, when they can eat. You know what they have access to, what they what their family likes to eat. You know, and you know, from the get go, we don't usually work on higher level like, hey, you should eat this many carbs, protein, and fat. 
And some people never get there. Some people don't need that. So that's very, very fine tuning on the macronutrients. Uh, what it is, is we sit down and we go, oh, you're only drinking 20 ounces of water and you weigh 200 pounds. You need to drink 80 ounces more water. Let's work on that for this month. And then we'll talk next month about another habit. Because if we can get one habit down per month, down pat, mm -hmm. guess what? We're going to make progress. <laughs> but if you try and throw six things at someone in a month, and then three months later, everything has fallen off, we're, we're just back at square one. And then we got people, We then if, if you've tried to instill all those habits once and they don't stick, then people wonder if the nutrition program is really effective. Hmm. And Yeah. So you're telling me that if I were to copy your nutrition program, if I was to copy everything that Chase Tolleson did, everything that you ate, how you slept and everything, it may not be the right program for me. You would gain a lot of non-functional mass. <laughs> Why? Because I'm not six foot two. You know, I mean, there's, there's, you could factor in. Yeah. I mean, everything. so besides when you're on the floor coaching here, um, which, you know, I mean, it is, it's you know, six to eight hours a week now. Um, but you still, your, your 40 hour a week job, you're sitting down most of the time. Yep. You know, um, you have, do you remember how much skeletal muscle mass you had for your last scan? I don't. Sorry, Sarah. <laughs> um, but what's your body weight? Um, 195. So I'm, I'm 210. Um, and I know I have 112 pounds of skeletal muscle mass. Wow. Uh, my BMR was 21 or 2200 calories. So I'm guessing your BMR is probably a couple hundred lower. You're yeah. not on your feet as much. And your workouts are always like 60 to 75. And mine end up being like 90. Yeah. A lot. So there's going to be a lot more calorie burn going on. I need, I need to support more muscle mass. And I have a different lifestyle overall. Yep. So besides just the quantities, it's it's a bunch of different things going on. So it's really just a long-winded answer on how Chase is better and cooler than I am uh, <laughs> overall. So thank you for that. <laughs> what do you want me? You asked about differences in nutrition. <laughs> I got a couple things that I need to reassess. So we, I want to know, is there a couple of I guess supporting things that I can do to benefit my gut health. What are some small, quick, easy first steps that I can do to make my gut more efficient? You ready for this? I'm ready. Sleep. No. <laughs> you said that. You can't say that. Yeah, either. I know. Um, <laughs> stay hydrated. Chew your food. Okay. 30. I do chew my food, though. What are you what are talking about? I chew my food. Mm, yeah, you do because we've talked about this. <laughs> 30 times per bite. 30 times per bite. 30 times per bite. So, Why? like... Why, though? That that seems excessive. Because your stomach was not made for breaking down large pieces of food. Your stomach acid was made for processing food that's been masticated in your mouth. Okay. Uh, saliva should be breaking down that food before it gets to the stomach acid. So, chewing 30 times per bite allows you to provide enough saliva to start breaking that food down and to break it down enough that it's not big chunks of, you know, full grains of rice or half noodles when it gets to your stomach. Okay. Um, so two yeah. bites doesn't cut it. Two bites of a chicken sandwich and then down the hatch. No. Okay. Swallowing food whole. I used to be like that. 
world of difference once I started chewing my food. Yeah. And relax around mealtime. Like almost meditate, like three to ten meditative breaths before meal and then right after too. And put your utensil down while you're eating. Okay. So really just take that time to focus while you're eating. Eat with purpose. Eat with purpose. Wow. I like how you tied all that in. Nice and neat. We didn't even plan that for everyone listening. Just going to throw that out there. (laughs) Um, Okay. So I'm sleeping the right way. I feel like I'm getting eight hours. Okay. I'm making a breakfast, a snack, lunch, snack, and then dinner. Mm -hmm. I feel like I have that, but I'm not quite sure what else I can do to keep myself on track. What else does the Healthy Step Nutrition Program that you guys used to do, or what else are we in tandem working with to help your members keep growing, keep them holding themselves accountable? Are there any apps are there any type of check-ins? Like, what do we do to provide? So, um, everybody who is in Healthy Steps, who has, or in our individual design or our, our nutrition program, who has gotten in the point that they're tracking macros, they have all those basic lifestyle guidelines and habits down, uh, their macros are tracked via my fitness pal, and we um, coaches have access to see that more often than not, they add them as a friend. Uh, other than that, it is monthly check-ins and in-body scans on our in-body 570. So that that gives us a good metric as to skeletal muscle mass, where it's distributed in the body, body fat mass, and where it's distributed in the body, and percentage body fat. And those things are pretty cool. I mean, they are a microscope into what you've probably never seen about yourself before unless you've gone to um, you know a specialist or something like that. He's got this cool machine right in the back where you can literally, it takes a couple minutes, gives you a complete reading on body fat, muscle mass, skeletal index, all those really cool things that you didn't even know about yourself. A really good way to springboard yourself into more of a of a holistic approach and where you should start. So, And, and again, you're talking to a product, uh, you're listening to a product of, of somebody who was skeptical about that at first. You know, I'm like, okay, I've been in athletics for a long period of time. I know myself pretty well. But having the courage to take yourself out of your comfort zone and break it down into numbers where you start putting in the time, you start seeing the results and having those one-on-one with coaches, it's priceless. And that's just it. Like some of the people that have some of the habits down but are just missing the mark that much. And they'll come in, they'll sit down their consult. And they'll go, well, but I already eat that way. And then when you ask them to track everything they eat, one of two things happens. They either don't track something because, oh, well, I'll start after this weekend because I have a party. Or I'll start after the holidays. Or I'll start after this. And they don't start, much like people with gym memberships using excuses. We should do an episode on excuses. Um, Coming soon. uh, Coming soon. Hard and fitness episode on excuses. (laughs) But they either don't track or... They do track, and we find out that they were off the mark on how much they thought they were eating. Now, it's really easy to let snacks and drinks slip by. So you're saying start right now instead of nutrition? Instead of, hey, I'm going to start on Monday. With whatever you're doing. Better yourself at this point. Put put that donut down. Or not even put the entire donut down. Maybe eat half and get a small victory in between. Just because, (laughs) just you read my mind. Do you listen to Aubrey Marcus? 
guilty. (laughs) (laughs) Just because. I can't stay ahead of you. Just because you started a donut doesn't mean you have to finish the whole donut. And just because you didn't start your fitness program on Monday doesn't mean you can't start it on Tuesday. Right. Right. So this is going to bring me to my last question here, and I think it's a good one. It's kind of a popular trend. You're going to look at keto. You're going to look at all these types of, of diets that have kind of come and gone. I know, you know, especially with like wedding season that's come and gone, I hear a lot of these crash diets. I hear a lot of these cleanses. And I know you've spoken about individual. It's going to matter to that. But does that principle still apply to somebody who's looking for a cleanse? You know, what what is a benefit of a cleanse, if any? You're talking like a... Hey, buy my juice cleanse. Yes. Don't. Okay. Just eat your veggies, drink your water, and go to sleep instead of binging on Netflix. Okay. I like that. <laughs> it's that's what it comes down to. And at the end of the day, um, my we all, myself included, we like to create excuses. We like to say, "Oh, well, I didn't do this because of X, Y, Z. I wasn't able to do this. No, I didn't choose to." Okay. You know. You didn't have to do anything. You got to do everything in your day because I promise you that there are people out there that didn't have the opportunity to do what you did. Yeah. So you chose to do those other things. And you chose not to prioritize not to prioritize whatever it is you're saying you didn't have time for. Okay. So you hear it from Chase, it's not necessarily Netflix and chill, it's Netflix and prioritize. Netflix and meal prep. Netflix and meal prep. That's kind of how I do it, honestly. I'll have the TV on the back, and I make it important every Sunday or maybe even Saturday night. I'm going to go and do it. You know, I I keep myself, I hold myself accountable. You know, use use your significant other, use your best friend, check in with with the Ardent um, Fitness Instagram. Send your send your meals to Sarah E to do a nice little shout out on our Instagram, Facebook. Whatever you can do to help hold yourself accountable, if it's going to a coach and asking us, hey, am I doing the right things? What should I do? Let's just have a conversation about what we think we see and what could be beneficial for you in the long run. So I think that that's going to be an episode of of nutrition. I know we could probably talk for another 18 hours. Yeah, well, anytime the two of us get together. (laughs) So thank you, everyone, for joining us. Uh, That was Eat With Purpose. And again, um, take some time to reach out to Stephanie O'Mara, or who is our special sponsor today, and she can give you the rub down. Because <laughs> it was like rundown, but a massage joke. Yes. Oh man, that Nailed was good. It. On yeah. that note, <laughs> take care, Later, guys. guys.